0: This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So, of course, a lot of concerns have been raised regarding the crime wardens in Gauteng. And I'd love to hear from you, Power Listener. Have you encountered them? And what was that experience like as you came across these crime wardens in the province? Um, And, you know, what would you like to see them do, actually? as crime wardens. Um, We're still trying to get hold of the Gauten Premier Spokesperson, Sizwe, but as soon as we do, we'll have that conversation with him. But Action Society themselves have also had some concerns regarding these crime prevention wardens. Ian Cameron from Action Society speaking to us now. Good morning, Ian. Thanks for your time.
1: Good morning. Thank you.
0: So what are the concerns that you have as Action Society regarding the crime prevention wardens?
1: Well we, first of all I think it, it it's it's positive that there are initiatives like this I think what what concerns us though is the way that that was you know that that this was implemented according to us they haven't been legally appointed as peace officers of any kind so in actual fact they are just normal civilians that are wearing green uniforms um We're still not sure exactly what their mandates are usually when you have a peace officer appointed it would be for example if you think of prasa prasa has have their own uh peace officers that specifically focus on uh infrastructure theft, vandalism etc towards prasa related uh, property whether it's a train track or something at a at a train station now, in, in this specific case, we, we haven't seen that. They haven't had uh, the right training. We, you know, I received a lot of criticism when I criticized their training and what I saw of it, but it was absolutely pathetic. Um, it really wasn't of a high standard. And according to us, they haven't received any additional training thus far. Most of them don't have driver's licenses. They don't mm-hmm. carry firearms. And when you speak to, to police members, that have now been, let's call it, deployed along with these crime prevention wardens, or rather the crime prevention wardens with them. The cops just say that these uh, these individuals are a liability to them. They don't have mm-hmm. the right gear. They don't have the right training. They don't know how to approach a crime scene. They don't know how to preserve forensic evidence. They don't know how to approach a suspect, arrest a suspect, and the list goes on. So I think it's not only a risk to civilians or to to citizens, uh, but it's a risk to those individuals as well. Some of them might have, you know, a positive intention, but unfortunately, it uh, it is a risk to them to just yeah to send them out like that.
0: It is interesting, you know, that you mention what you've heard from the police being with these crime wardens, because I remember hearing an interview where. The premier's office said that these crime wardens are actually still in training. Some of them that are on the ground already, this puts them at high risk. Ian,
1: very high risk. I was in uh, in a, in a, a short while ago, and I actually spoke to a few cops while some of these crime prevention wardens were there, and uh, I asked them, you know, what, uh, how does it feel? Uh, you know, uh, you know, has it has it been of assistance? And the cops said straight. Most of them have a very good intention it's it's not that they are bad individuals, mm. but the, the cops also said that many of them are illiterate they 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 cannot be used in in a more complex situation and the south african police service is already under severe pressure um so we can't afford to put further further liability on them the questions we need to ask is is who who covers them in in, in other words If there were to be some kind of, a, let's say, a a, a court fight or some kind of a legal battle, who is going to make sure that the liability cover is there to to not only um, protect or defend those individuals, but according to what are we defending them? What is the code of conduct that they're following? What are the exact instructions? What can they do and can't they do? I've seen several videos in Alex where they beat the living daylights out of so-called suspects um they 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 are not adequately trained to do this job and uh and i also want to know who signed off on it because according Mm -hmm. to me the police minister must sign off on on any appointment of a peace officer and uh it, it just it's strange to me that no one has been able to confirm that up until now we still don't know who officially appointed them as peace officers and if they have been appointed as peace officers. So why are they, for example, given blue lights on their vehicle if they are not adequately appointed according to the right legislation? So, yeah, lots of concerns.
0: A lot of concerns indeed, Ian, and we really hope that we'll be able to get hold of the Gauten Premier spokesperson so that he can also unpack this for us and give us some clarity as to some of the concerns that we have. You mentioned that um, you were told that some of these crime prevention wardens are illiterate. It then begs the question, how did they get appointed in the first place?
1: Yeah, and how how were they tested? Um, and, and by this, I'm not saying don't give anyone a chance. In fact, I'm saying that if you find someone that shows the right potential, take them to the through the right training. Mm-hmm. Don't do something haphazardly. Plan it properly. It almost felt like this was a Lesufi move to try and counter... The Western Cape Law Enforcement Advancement Program, but if you go look at LEAP and the Law Enforcement Advancement Program, it's a massive success so far. Yes, nothing's perfect, but I mean the amount of firearms they've taken off the streets, the impact that they've had on murder rates in certain parts of the Cape Flats where they've been deployed, it's substantial. So it felt like this was just a you know a kind of a counter to show that Harting has something. And I'm saying if Le Sufi wanted to do something like this. Just do it properly. Take your time. Take two, three years. Crime is already rampant. If you do something haphazardly now, more people are simply going to lose their lives. Um, Let's rather do it properly, get the right people around the table, because I think the initiative could be really positive. We just need to approach it right.
0: Absolutely. It is a good idea. It's a really great idea to fight crime. But like you say, approaching it right is how it should have been done. Let's take a call from Louis in Mabopane. Good morning, Louis.
2: Hi, Seho. How are you? Good, and yourself, sir? Hey, Seho. I'm disappointed. You know, I attended this lunch here at which I stayed Okay. What I saw, what is happening now, it is was a two-day difference. I mean, like, we were promised, but we will see a dance for crime. Like, criminals, like, they banahan, or or else battle face the full might of the law. But mm-hmm. what we are seeing now, I'm just seeing people driving around the BMWs. I don't know who we are and then remember the these people they are not armed, they are just driving around stopping cars, even they are alive, like by like Abasa at all. I think or there must be something, something series. Ababa Boutete Colleging will train you up until such time, mobile link ready, they can come back to the street. Thanks.
0: Thanks for that, Louis. Um, And have you ever, like, uh, we've just lost Louis, I wanted to find out if he has ever encountered them. And Ian, that is the concern, right? So Louis says that, you know, he was at the launch of these crime wardens. Um, but he says what, what happened at the launch and what is happening now, two totally different things. He's just seeing people driving around in these German cars and nothing else is being done. But Ian, you know, in the questions perhaps that you have asked to the Premier's office, have you gotten a response regarding what are these crime wardens expected to be doing on a daily basis, one. But two, do you know exactly where they're supposed to be deployed?
1: So, <clears throat> from what I understood, and this wasn't an answer from the Premier's office because they just simply don't answer most of the time. But sure. um, what what I understood was that, that they were meant to be deployed in hotspot areas. Now, you can't deploy someone with a high-performance vehicle in a hotspot area. Let me, let me get back to the vehicles first. How on earth are you going to drive In say, for example, the very, very downtrodden parts of Alex with uh, BMW 5 Series. You're going to kill someone and you're going to destroy the car. Mm. Um, There's just no way of doing it. It's not practical. I don't know if if when last the Premier has gone and walked the street there. But, uh, you know, we took two murder cases there the other day. the Action Society that we're doing oversight on. And when I visited the one family you know we had to walk about a kilometer because the road was so broken so how are they going to use those vehicles but nevertheless if 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 you're going to put someone out there with a vehicle like that let's say the roads are perfect what are they going to do when they get to that high risk area with a high risk criminal with that is that is uh, is, is is you know uh, seriously armed mm. or heavily armed they're not going to do anything because they don't know how to approach them and they're not armed in the first place. Mm -hmm. So what are they going to do when they get into a confrontation? So I can sketch all these scenarios, but I don't know exactly what their physical mandate is. And that's why we asked for the law enforcement application or or rather the, the, the approval to see exactly according to what mandate they would have approved. This is what I would have done. I would have said, okay, we've got a serious problem with infrastructure damage and theft in high-risk areas. So let's deploy them in places where we are used to copper cables, for example, being stolen. Let's teach them how to um, look after and, and preserve a crime scene where copper cables were stolen. Now, people might say, oh, but it's not going to save a life. You'd be surprised. Many of those syndicates are the ones that, that, that kill people. They are mm-hmm. heavily armed very often. Um, and it's going to make a huge difference in the broader sense in South Africa. And then you know obviously while they're doing that we can say they've got a specific mandate their visibility plays a role but then we need them to be well trained with firearms we need them to have the right tools in including the right vehicles not a five series for alex and uh and then you know we can build it from there but it just seems haphazard it, it felt like a it felt like an election trick instead of a real solution that can be put on the table and again i don't just want to shoot it down i think the way that it was done was wrong But it can be very positive.
0: Mm. We'll take more of the calls on 0861987 as we unpack and try to understand the role of the crime wardens, but also how they were even appointed. We're trying to speak um, and get hold of Cizwe Pamela, who's the Gauteng Premier Spokesperson. He had agreed to this interview and now we are um, struggling to actually get in touch with him. Lerato, good morning.
3: Uh, morning, morning sis. I think your your speaker is spot on um, mm-hmm. I think encountered them, and they yeah they they're leaking. I mean the other day they were trying to search my son, I think I was going to church, and I was very upset, and then I started questioning them on the criminal procedures act and so on, uh, but they are gullible, so I think it's true. we can use them, as you said, for infrastructure uh, issues where infrastructure is damaged, because I promise you in the townships, they steal cables all the time. Or they can be used in the police station also to certify uh, papers or something like that, mm. if, um, you know, they are. But then so that the real policemen who are trained uh, are here. The crime is terrible in, in townships and in towns. It's very also dangerous for them. Mm. So I think uh, we most of us, in fact, agree uh, that yeah they are not well trained. They were just trying to, to patch a wound with a small bandage. Uh, for the meantime, I don't know whether it's for election, uh, but I think most of us, the assessment is the same of of these guys.
0: Mm. Thanks for that, Lorato in Pretoria, Ludwig in Soshanguve. Good morning.
2: Hi, how are you?
0: Good, and yourself, sir?
2: You know uh, that gentleman that you have uh, gone is spot on because the problem that I saw also uh, those guys they must just try to take them to take them to the. Uh, the the, the building of the municipality or the clinics or something else. They must add the the security because they they don't have any license, those of them. And then I know if the training of the police, you must take time. And it's a long process to to be in a police police position. But them, they just started and just deployed.
3: Mm. And then
2: we say, how? Wow. The gentleman is spot on on that because the processes are not followed about this.
0: All right. Thanks for that, Ludwig in Soshanguwe. Thanks for your comment as well this morning. Nakedi in Tembisa. Good morning.
2: Hello, okay? How are you, Nakedi? How I'm Martin Bisa. I'm mama. wee, hey. hey then Korwa uh, oh, it's again so we to just because if you can come to Tembisa even other strata, I mean the strata said just because crime is very high. Even though my, my pangata I wanna like a different
0: mm. Yeah we uh, you see this is the thing. Thanks for that, Nakedi. This is the thing, um Ian, you know, he says that even though these crime wardens are there He's not seeing a difference at all. But it, it, it's what we would have loved to find out from the Premier's office um, and ask, you know, what was the mandate that was given? But I then want to ask you as well, Ian, you know, that because crime prevention cannot wait and people need action now, do you think that we are not being a bit too harsh on these crime wardens? And what would you want then for the Premier to do now?
1: so i uh, i uh, I think some people might not like my answer um but but I would actually withdraw them for for two or three months and uh and if if not longer, maybe up to five six months and then and do do proper training with them because I want them to be a real force multiplier when they go out there, they need to go out and really, really make an impact. We need to see the impact that they make when we look at crime stats and uh, and we've seen almost zero decrease in any kind of violent crime and things since they've been deployed. Um, nothing substantial. In fact, I think most of the the year and the very minor uh, decreases that we have seen had zero influence by them. so um, that in terms terms of the training, uh, but also i would I would really come out and say exactly what their mandates are that that the public also understands because I think now some people feel, but yo, why are we getting pulled over by guys that aren't even traffic cops? What what is their mandate to pull me over? Why are they questioning me if they themselves don't have the right accreditation? Um, what exactly is the 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 authority with which they are acting on behalf of who are they acting? What I would also have done, I like what the one uh, caller just said, you know, and this is what some of the cops have also suggested. Why don't why don't why isn't there a, a formal agreement and, and and some kind of a process to see if we can make them commissioners of oath those that are trained well um, they go through that process and they can can help to certify things in a charge office in the police by doing that they will relieve temporarily relieve some of the pressure on the police that doesn't mean we need, don't need more police uh, capacity, but those are all things that could really make an impact um mm. We can look at courts, for example. In courts, we've got major, major pressure with regards to security, etc. I'm sure the listeners will agree, if you you go to some courts, it, it really is not a pleasant experience. And you usually either get shown away or postponed somehow. You know, those are places where they could possibly provide additional security at a lower cost to the state. Um, uh, the clinic example is a fantastic example because many of the clinics, we can go to Tembisa as an example. Um, I know for a fact that not only clinics, but places like Ivory Park has had zero decrease in violent crime. And those are all places where they could make an impact at state institutions. So those are easy mandates where they say, but we are safeguarding and doing crime prevention at specific state institutions, and we are trained for the following. But then it's a formal, clean cut definition, not this haphazard, messy way it is being done now.
0: Mm. In, in conversation, <laughs> excuse me, with Ian Cameron from Action Society, we'll wrap up our conversation with Ian straight after news as we speak about the crime prevention wardens in Gauteng. Madi Meja, I see your call as well, and we'll take you as well after news. How weekend breakfast with All right, let us wrap up our conversation speaking about crime wardens in conversation with Ian Cameron from Action Society. major I see your call. Good morning.
4: And how are you?
0: Good and yourself, sir?
4: Good, good. Um let me appreciate uh, uh, the, the gentleman you are with uh, for cost Studio, and uh, also here. Yeah, I do agree with him. Uh, but however, um now where I am from I the the CPW Mapanyaga, they are making a huge difference. And where are you? Where
0: our, are you? Where are you?
4: Um, the side of Kalin and Rasila.
0: Okay.
4: Yes. Uh No. This that I think it, it depends on what police station they're based on. If if mm. the police in that police station, whereby they're based on their, you know, in the pockets of of of, of the criminal, obviously they won't be, in, you know, yeah. But uh, what I'm saying, I can promise you uh, when you see Emma uh you know very well or uh, you are safe our streets are safer, that I can promise you much. I know for a fact they are b- 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 about, uh, the difference we can see, and yes, I agree, Baba but, but I need more training, there are still some some challenges But especially face, but they are making a, a, a difference and the other thing, I know for a fact they are still undergoing some training. Bana on Alabama, right now I can promise you, I go, go training somewhere there in Manulot. Okay. So to to say the whole thing, they are not working. Ah no no. Now we can see.
0: All right. Uh, Thank you for sharing. I mean, this is exactly what we also need to hear, that you are seeing the difference. Thanks, Major. Thank you so much, Major in Pretoria there. And Ian, this is what we also need to hear, right? That there is the positiveness to the work that is being done. And that then leads me to my question to you regarding this very initiative, right? What do you think needs to happen now? But also, do you think that there isn't a single thing that they have done right, these um, crime prevention wardens?
1: um so so uh, first of all I, th- I think it's it's very positive to hear something good about it um it, it almost comes a little as a little bit of a relief um i think the the questions i have are are mostly around sustainability uh what we've seen in most places and it, it's the same with for example the law enforcement advancement program in the western cape is what what happened uh is that as soon as as these individuals are deployed in an area and they are deployed in large numbers in a specific space. Some crime does decline slightly, but it's not because criminals are caught or really deterred. It's because criminals uh, take uh, uh, take some cover for a short while to figure out how they need to adapt their modus operandi before they start operating again. So there's no real uh, substantial threat to the criminal. Um, uh, I think uh, just bef- before I uh, make my last two comments, I think in terms of the, the comments on the South African Police Service, it's important to consider what mandates are these individuals acting under, because it's easy to say that you know, it depends which station they are. But um, in actual fact, SAPS has no real authority over these members unless they deputize them somehow and give them an instruction uh, or have them deputise and then in- instruct them to act. Uh, you know, as a uh, or under the authority of the South African Police Service, but these are not South African Police Service Act members so again, um, we can question as much as we like the police's involvement, but these aren't police members, so uh, under whose authority do they fall then because they're being dropped off at police stations to act but they don't. We don't know what mandate or what authority or what command structure they fall under. No one has been able to clarify that. And then, what should be done next? I would really focus on on training. Um, I, as I said, I would I would actually halt some of the operations for a few months. Pull everyone together, motivate them, um, make sure I've got a clean structure. Make sure anyone that has been uh, uh, you know investigated or, or caught out busy either in the pockets of criminals or or beating people up for no reason. I think they need to be, you know, uh, removed. Uh, But I would really focus on on training and then the mandate. So it's two-pronged training and then the mandate. And once we've clarified that, I think it's something that can be freshly, uh, uh, you know, announced to the public and say, hey, we've learned our lesson. Um, These are the solutions that we've uh, uh, seen or that we want to you know, start start uh, doing or implementing, and uh, and then and then take it from there. But we need to clarify what exactly the role is that they play.
0: Thank you for that, Ian Cameron. Thanks for your time as well this morning. Thank you. Ian Cameron is from Action Society speaking to us about you know the the crime prevention wardens amapanyaza as people call them but they are in the community they are expected to be assisting the police but we do know that some of them are on the ground but they are still being trained and i suppose the big question here is i mean what is their mandate Um, And I've heard a lot of people talk about the encounters that they've had with the crime prevention wardens. At least we had a great story there from Madimeja who says he's very happy. His community is much more safer because of these crime prevention wardens. We'll try to get hold of Cesar Pamela so that we are able to move the story forward and give you clarity as well as to what the mandate is of the crime prevention wardens. But also to find out from the Premier's office, which is very important, What have they achieved since these wardens have been on the ground um, and trying to prevent crime as best as possible? You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.